Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. Health promotion, or more specifically, oral health promotion, is the process of empowering members of a community to realize that they have control over their own determinants of health. As a dental hygienist, our models primarily focus on motivating a population to become responsible for their own healthcare needs. We do this through education, motivation, and support. Our goal is to increase awareness. This is a key factor in creating behavior changes in order to achieve health. This episode is going to cover oral health promotion. Let's take a look at the difference between health promotion versus health education. Health promotion is a broad concept referring to the process of empowering people and communities to increase their control over the determinants of health and therefore to improve their own health. So the key is informing and motivating those people to adopt a healthy behavior. Maybe their eating habits, maybe exercise, maybe tobacco cessation. Now health education is a process in which the population is motivated and encouraged to become responsible for personal oral health. And they're informed of scientifically based methods of health behaviors that bring an individual to a state of health awareness and performance. And this comes through advocacy efforts or environmental situations, political actions, and ethical responsibilities. So you can see that there's some similarities, but you want to understand the differences between health promotion and health education. Let's take a closer look at health promotion. Taking a look beyond a focus on an individual behavior toward a wide range of social and environmental interventions. It's beyond health education and it links oral health to other health issues. Health promotion enables people to achieve their full health potential, and it mediates different societal interests in the pursuit of health. There are five priority action areas for health promotion, building healthy public policy, creating supportive environments for overall health, strengthening community action for overall health, developing personal skills, and reorienting health services to individuals. Now the key part here is to enable people to increase control over their health and to improve their overall health. Some effective health promotion programs are not dependent on compliance. They're cost effective and they have adequate funding. They're available to the target population. They're an effective methodology and they are evidence-based. They're feasible. They are evaluated frequently and they are based on partnerships. The approaches to health promotion are preventive, 
value changing, which has lasting behavior change. They focus on education, empowerment, and social change. And health promotion may include politics, economics, legislation, communication, and system-wide changes. Now think where might you see information on oral health promotion? I would say magazines, health exhibits, radio and television, and certainly the internet. Now the health promotion model, um, you have a community assessment where you assess the needs of the community. You have a community organization, program design and implementation, you have evaluation and sustainability efforts. So you have to go full circle with health promotion. First, you have to assess the needs of that community and then get the community organized around a program, design the program and implement it, evaluate it for its uh, effectiveness, make changes if needed, and then focus on sustaining that um, assessment of the community. Whether you're looking at oral health promotion for an individual or oral health promotion for an entire community, it's important for you as the dental hygienist to expand your knowledge and your strategies on how to implement changes that increase oral health awareness and behavior change. So ways to broaden our perspective as the dental hygiene professional is to apply well-researched health promotion and communication theories to all of our oral health programs and efforts with individuals. You wanna be able to assess people's learning styles, what their preferences are, and what the needs are for them as far as delivery of information so that you're successful in your efforts to increase knowledge and understanding and change behaviors. You wanna be able to tailor information in a culturally and linguistically appropriate manner based on a needs assessment of your audience or the person you're communicating with. And you wanna be able to evaluate the impact of your activities. So are you having an impact on increasing knowledge, awareness, and understanding of disease prevention and action steps within communities or individuals? Are your efforts working? An important thing to keep in mind is that we live in a multicultural global society in which some people are bombarded with health information, but yet others are isolated from scientific advances, new communication technologies, and health information. As a dental hygienist, it's important for you to provide health information in a credible, appropriate, efficient, and effective way. When talking about oral health promotion, you have to look at the health promotion theories or models. And we're gonna take a look at the wellness scale models, the five-dimensional health model, and the Maslow's hierarchy of needs model. When we're talking about the five-dimensional health model and the Maslow's hierarchy of needs model, these are these life indicators and models, and these are used to measure the quality of health and well-being for an individual. It can also be used as a general sense of a community. 
So commonly, health promotion and health education use this wellness scale as the health continuum. And health is not defined as merely life or death, but as a continuum of total health, which is a state of being in optimal health as kind of a gauge. When we're looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you envision a triangle, and the broad bottom base of the triangle are those basic needs, right? The psychological needs, the food, water, warmth, and rest, and then the safety needs, the security and safety. And the thought process is that until an individual or community's basic needs are met, they cannot go to the next level on the triangle. So those psychological needs are not met until the basic needs are met. And the next level of needs, those psychological needs, are those belongingness and love needs, the intimate relationships and friendships, the feeling of accomplishment, those self-esteem needs. So as you work up the triangle um, to self-fulfillment and self-actualization, where one reaches their fullest potential, they have to have their basic needs met. And this is Maslow's model of the hierarchy of needs. The five-dimensional health model um, puts the individual in the center, and they have each area that affects their well-being. So they have emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, and social well-being. And those different parts are the, the determinants of an individual's overall well-being. The next model we're going to talk about is the trans-theoretical model, or the stages of change theory. And this is an intrapersonal uh, model, and it views change as a process or a cycle that occurs over time rather than a single event that promotes change. It assumes at any point in time that everyone is at a different stage of readiness to make a lifestyle change or a change in behavior that affects their health. Knowing the current stage that your patient is in allows you as the clinician to tailor your health education and focus your health promotion. Now, people actually cycle through various stages of the stage of change theory over time. They can enter, exit, and re-enter at any place in the model. So picture that it's a circle or a cycle, and the five stages are pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, and maintenance. It really helps you see that the cycles, right, they start by increasing one's awareness of a problem. Maybe your patient has gingivitis and then proceed, right, to initiate the behavior change, showing your patient that brushing effectively and using an antimicrobial rinse, and then they progress to maintaining motivation to continue preventive actions, right, returning to see you every three months to check the progress. So the health messages and programs match to an individual or a population, depending on the current stage of readiness to change that your patient is in. So it's important to understand this model to tailor the messaging to the patient based on where they are in their stage of readiness to change. The last model that we'll talk about related to oral health promotion is the health belief model. And this is an intrapersonal model that allows us to assess the perceptions of how susceptible one is to a health risk. 
and whether or not a patient believes that the recommended preventive behaviors will result in less susceptibility. Maybe a patient doesn't believe that if they quit smoking, they'll get healthier. I've had a patient tell me that if they quit smoking, they'll gain weight, and then they'll have more weight on, and they'll be unhealthy as a result of gaining weight, so therefore they continue to smoke. So you have to understand patients' beliefs and perceptions in order to uh, induce change and have them take action. So the primary theory of the health belief model is to increase the perception of severity and susceptibility to a disease, and this results in an increased likelihood of taking action. The health belief model attempts in changing um, and creating personal value in taking those actions. The health belief model looks at the perceived severity of a disease threat, the benefits of taking an action step, and the barriers to completing that action. What's gonna get in their way? Does the patient think they are at risk for developing oral cancer because of smoking? Does the patient believe that limiting the use of smoking would reduce the risk to oral cancer and their risk to periodontal disease? These are questions for you when you're thinking about the health belief model. Does your patient believe that side effects from quitting smoking are worse than the effects of oral cancer? This would help them change their perception to the severity of their actions. Does the patient believe that they can quit smoking? The most effective way to reach individuals to increase their knowledge or to change a behavior is to tailor your messaging to them. Now these messages or strategies are intended to reach a specific person on the basis of characteristics that are unique to that person. And these characteristics were discovered during an assessment process. Now, this technique can be applied to forming an individualized oral health plan based on a risk assessment and primary prevention measures. When you are looking through the lens of prevention and oral health promotion, and you are tasked with developing a plan or an intervention that is specifically designed for the patient in your care, you wanna consider the components that are essential for your patient, the host, the agent, and the environmental factors. These three components come together to develop your patient's level of risk as it relates to oral disease. And as a dental hygienist, we are tasked with carefully evaluating the risk level of oral disease for each of our patients. Now, some of the questions that you want to ask yourself to determine the effectiveness of your interventions through the process. Has the intervention achieved the desired result in oral health promotion? If not, why not? Should this intervention be continued in its current form? Am I thinking along the right lines that it meets the needs of my patient? What messages or activities produce the best results for this patient? And how can my interventions be improved? Always evaluate for effectiveness. Always evaluate to make sure that you're getting the results you're looking for. And if you're not getting the results you're looking for, you need to make your own changes in order to be effective with each individualized plan that you put together for your patient. 
Now, one of the most fundamental concepts of how we educate to elicit a change in behavior is to really understand how people learn and what motivates them to make a change in behavior. Humans are complex and they require us as healthcare providers to be aware of the models that exist in order to help us understand human behavior and how people learn in order to elicit effective change. The design of personalized consideration of the traits that human beings have and how they learn in very specific ways is an important piece for students to learn in the program. A memory tip for the health belief model are words like susceptibility, risk, seriousness, benefits, barriers, and self-efficacy. These are the key terms as a memory tip associated with the health belief model. A memory tip for the stages of change theory is the readiness to change cycles through stages, the stages of change theory. Thanks for listening today. In the next episode, we will be talking about charting the dentition. We'll review the basic principles, steps, and techniques associated with proper dental charting of all the dentition periods. The importance of accurate chart documentation cannot be stressed enough. This is a great episode. You won't want to miss it. Are you looking for study sheets? I've created study sheets that cover the content of this episode. If you're interested or if that's something that's going to help you on your learning journey, you can click the link listed right in the description of these show notes. Happy studying! I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast. Thank you.